This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. It feels like it's been forever since we talked to you. I mean, that is a two-week break and I gotta be honest, it's been so long since I've taken one of those from all of this podcasting and writing stuff that I almost went on overload with different ideas floating through my head for this show, to be honest with you. Uh, With me as always is my good friend Jim Stam. How you doing today, brother? Gary, I am good. And uh, is it too early to say Happy New Year to everybody? It's we're we're there. Yeah, kind New of, Year's right? Eve, man. So right. no, it's not too early. Good deal. Um, and and we also have along for the ride today our good friend Graves. How you doing? I'm doing great, Jim and Gary. It's great to be back with you guys, and and uh, hope you both had a great holiday season. And it's good, nice to be back talking baseball. Yeah, and and I think. Uh, it's supposed to rain on New Year's Eve, right? So that should be really exciting for a light-up night. Plus, couple that with all the uh, Omicron nutbag stuff going on out in the world. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm in. I'm inside, so it it can rain all at once. I don't really care. Yep, I'll be I'll be yeah. sleeping by ten o'clock. I won't care either. I will likely be sleeping by ten o'clock with the intentions of staying up until midnight. But I'll I'll probably start drinking earlier than I should. You know so. <laughs> Chances are I won't make it. And I got my wife a whole bottle of rosé, which I hate. So Ooh. I know I know she's going to crush that and we'll be we'll be asleep by 10. So uh today I thought let's let's actually talk a little baseball today, huh? Let's, let's do it. talk about some some remaking of the development system that the Pirates have been undergoing ever since Ben Charrington started here. And, you know, they just announced some new hires, and and we've seen the camps going on down there. It's starting to feel like some of it is taking hold a little bit. I'm starting to see some guys that were struggling with control, and they they are posting videos now of them hitting their spots very consistently, not really dropping velocity. Um, Some of the hitting philosophies seem to be taking off. I'm seeing different swing planes from some guys, and – that's pretty encouraging to see in this early in the off season, especially when nothing else is going on with baseball. But overall, all the moves that that happen, like uh, you know, bringing in uh, Drew, Drew <laughs> Dewey Robinson from uh, Tampa Bay is obviously a good start, right? I'm crazy. Yeah. You have any thoughts on that? You've known about him for a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, he was with the Rays for for the past 12 years, um, decided he would uh, step away or, um, you know, now whether the the Rays uh, uh, were okay with that or tried to get him to come back, I don't know. But uh, I'm excited. Maybe he wanted a new challenge and uh, coming here to Pittsburgh. He obviously knows Derek Shelton pretty well with their time with the Rays. And I'm, I'm excited to have to have him on on staff. I, I think the whole development system i mean it's it's been a process as well when ben Charrington came in 
you know, he was evaluating the the front office and the staff just like he was with the players. And now we're starting to see these uh, individuals get put into place and, and hopefully, uh, you know, to get the best out of the players, we need guys and, and gals to challenge themselves and, 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 uh, and get this thing uh, rocking and rolling and going in the right direction. Yeah, Jim, you know, it's, it's nice to see them hire somebody from an organization that's successful. You know, a lot of the time you see this, oh, this guy's been with this organization for 11 years. Oh, where, where was it? Oh, Arizona. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, right. That's not quite as sexy as Tampa Bay. So what are your thoughts on this, man? Is it good that they're harvesting from these from these uh, teams like this, or is it weird because Tampa doesn't make mistakes and they let him go? No, I, I think overall it's good. Um, look, how many times have we heard the Pirates talk about wanting to emulate what the Rays do? Um, certainly, I've heard it plenty of times. So, I think when you look at it, does it? Is it, does, is it a little bit of a gut punch that we seem to get their coaches and they seem to get some of our players? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that trade-off. But, to be uh, fair, they can have pretty much anyone they want right this second, just not, <laughs> just not Reynolds and Hayes, you know. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll keep them off the table. But, no, I mean, I think um, it's, it's, a, it's a good step in the right direction. Look, um, a few of these hires they've made have been directly uh, – um, related to keep this development of this pitching going. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we've talked ad nauseum about that. So um, uh, I, I love it. Do I, do I wonder um, how much, I think he's 60, isn't he like, he's 60, 67 years old. He's not a spring chicken, but he certainly right. seems to have left his mark on that organization. So look, you got to get guys in that have had some success. I think he right away would get the respect of the players. Even if he's only here for a couple of years and he just imparts knowledge on people right. that are here right. still, um, yeah. that's a good thing. Sure. I also I wanted to touch on you know a couple of the other hires here too. Um, Caitlin Callahan, obviously interesting, first in uniform female coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. Um, interned with the Reds, you know, seems to be mostly a, a video and technology analyst, and mm-hmm. the world needs those as well, certainly. And uh, but it you know the cool part of that is you know it's a, it's a glass ceiling that, that is continuing to shatter in, in Major League Baseball. And that's kind of cool. I think we should at least mention it. What do you think of that, Graves? Yeah, I I, I love it. I'm I'm excited to see a a, a female get the job, but uh, but you know she has to uh, to approve her worth and do her job just like anybody else. So I, uh, you know, it it's in a lot of times it's it's just about. Um, how you communicate and communicating to the players, and if she can uh, can can get the job done, and uh, I think it's it's going to be another exciting hire, and and probably something you know that I wouldn't have thought that we would see certainly with the last regime. So I'm 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 excited. I'm happy for her and and eager to see what she can do down there in Bradenton. She she looks pretty in shape. I think she could have handled Hoka Hey. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, Jim. Obviously, you know, you have a little boy, but if you had a little girl, I think you'd be pretty excited about this hire, right? 
Yeah, I mean, and that's why I was sitting here and I'm like, Gary, you better ask Graves this first. I want to hear, I want to hear what she has to say about it. Because, yeah, no, no, but seriously, like, um, I always want to hear that first because for me, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I don't really care where the knowledge comes from. Um, Graves even said it; she's going to have to prove herself just like anybody else. And um, I'd much rather have it be a part of the game moving forward to where someone like my son, who's five, he can come up and not even have it be a thing, you know, where, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. That's my coach. That's not a male or a female. So um, I'm I'm cool with it. Uh, You know what? But if she uh, doesn't do her job, um, well, then – just like everybody else, right? I mean, Time here's the beauty. Here's the beauty of that position, though. Like, let's be honest. We'll never know if she does a good job or not. <laughs> I mean, we'll just be told because I mean, it's a, it's you know, in that role, we're not going to hear or see what what she's doing for the most part. I would imagine. Very, very, very good point. Yeah, and and I think I think that's part of it too. I, I'm sorry to interject, but having her down in Bradenton, yeah, she's not really going to have the the eyes on her that she maybe would here in Pittsburgh, and you know, get catching some some flack if if you will, and uh, you know, and and so I think it, it's a good position for her to be in. It's appropriate too. She was she's never been more than an intern. So right. yeah, you're gonna start down in single A just yeah. like anybody else would, and and I like that. I'm glad they didn't just give her. Um, what I think some would probably consider a token role if they had put her as some kind of a special assistant to the assistant in AAA. I, I right. like that she's got a real job down there and work her way up the chain, and I, I think that's pretty cool. I do. Yeah. Um, what do you- they also got the, the minor league fielding director, Chris Truby. They plucked him from the Phillies. It's just who I was going to ask you about. Yeah, and I, you know, I think this is going to replace, um, and I know it's minor league specific, but this is going to replace a little bit of what I think Joey Cora was kind of charged with um, in spring training, which was establishing some kind of a fielding training program. And they're hiring some more of these director level positions. And, and I think that's a good thing to kind of oversee these things in a more of a segmented approach. I mean, so what do you think of him since you wanted to bring him up? I mean, I don't know a ton about him. Like I said, or like you said, I think he's going to um, fulfill a lot of the duties and the role that Cora had. Um, I don't know. Maybe do you have – do either of you two have any more insight as to maybe what he's going to bring differently? Because other than what I know that he's going to do, I think he, he serves as a replacement more than anything. All I can really say is he's got a lot of experience doing a lot of the same things in the Phillies organization, and he's done it for 14 years, you know, 13 right. years. Started with the Pirates 14 years ago for one season. And, um, you know, it, experience is good. I'm, I'm happy to see that a little more than I am, like the guys who were just given a shot um, that maybe helped instruct in the Dominican league or something along those lines. I, I like uh, getting some experience at this point and, and seeing if we can steal from other organizations a little bit of what's worked for them. Yeah. I think anytime, you know, I look, I don't know if this is a Pittsburgh thing or if it, if it happens in other cities, but you know, how many, how many times do we hear like, Oh, you know, it'd be, it'd be great to get so-and-so back in the organization yeah. or, you know, um, how about someone that's 
you know, been in the organization that we want to promote that used to be a player. Well, you know what? The Pirates have tried things their way for a lot of a lot of years. So I, I I like the injection of new blood, new ideas, and maybe just a different way to go about things. So no, I don't need to see it come from within or um, guys that we may have had in the past in some kind of role, be it player or uh, you know some coach. So I'm I'm happy with it. They seem to be pouring a lot of resources into it. They're certainly not pouring it into the payroll right now. So um, got to take what you can get, I guess. And and if he is brought in to to replace Joey Cora in that aspect, I really hope they do away with that whole tire jumping exercise thing that they did last spring. That just scared me. And it's like, okay, someone's going to die doing this. I don't like it. So so let's do it. Yeah. So let's, let's just do away with that. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if Colin Moran participated or not, but it didn't help groins. Well, no. No, and I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of tire hitting videos the last couple of days that uh, maybe I'll send your way, Graves, that will further frighten you about what right. is going on in baseball these days. I bet, and I and Jim, I bet it was the best swing you ever saw. Oh, best, <laughs> best, the best. I'll tell you what, guys, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. There's another hire I want to touch on, and then we'll move into another subject. back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Graves, Jims, and Gary with you. And we are going to finish up talking about remaking the development system because Pirates have been doing work in the only area they're allowed to do work in right now, really, which is the development system. Um, so they, they finished rounding out their um, AAA squad by hiring Dan Meyer, um, to replace Joel Hanrahan as the pitching coach. Uh, so the only holdover that I can see, at least that, that's publicly put forward, is John Nunnally, um, the hitting coach down there. What kind of an effect do we think that's going to have on on some of these kids that are just hitting AAA for the first time? They're going to be walking into an almost entirely remade coaching staff. Um, does it matter? A lot of those guys just got pulled up in the first place. Graves, I'll start with you on this one. Yeah, I, I don't really see it as as an as a negative. Um, you know, supposedly what they're teaching at the major league level, we're teaching at all the other levels down the line. So it's just a, a different voice that's being introduced. Um, John Nunley, I mean, he he's still with the organization. He's going down back down to uh, to Double A. I don't look at that as as a as a demotion per se. Uh, maybe he's just better a better fit for though for those guys at that level um so so you know i i can't i can't say that that it is necessarily a negative thing i uh um you know i I mean arguably though they arguably the the most important bats are going to be in double a right absolutely that's typically how it is you know your your best team is is there in double a so uh having his voice i I think it uh it might even you know actually be a positive for the organization overall 
And Jim, I don't expect you to know who Dan Meyer is. And, you know, I'm certainly not going to sit here and pretend I'm an expert on his career. But, um, you know, he's been with the Braves since 2015, and they sure can they sure can pitch, you know. So, I mean, again, successful organization, plucking somebody with some experience. I likes that. Yeah, yeah. Um, first thing you think of is organization again. And then the little things that jump out at me about a guy like that is um, a little younger. I think he's 39, 40 mm-hmm. years old. Um Former pitcher, former first-round pitcher, selected. Went through some injuries, cut his career short. So, um, look, do you have to play the game to know it? No. But do I like hearing things like that from guys um, that are going to be teaching other guys how to pitch? Well, Deontay Johnson thinks you do. (laughs) Yes, excuse me, but uh, no, I mean, those are just the little things. He's, he's dealt with some high expectations. He's dealt with injuries. Um, he, th- those, those are things just from having been a, uh, a player and then a coach that, that those are the things that I like to see because um, those are hard things to um, truly, truly know about on the level that a guy like that would. And, you know, is it a big thing? Maybe, maybe not. But I like seeing those types of things when I see who gets hired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, anybody that's followed stuff I write or say for quite some time knows that I was no fan of Esposito as the uh, head coach down there. So I'm not, um, I'm not shedding any tears over that um, management team falling apart in AAA. Um, and, and, you know, even Joe Hanrahan, I'm not sure that we can attribute anything grand to him either. So I don't feel like it was a major loss at all. I guess my only question is, if I was going to introduce a completely brand new management team to any level of this development system right now, I'm not sure AAA is where I'd play. You know, I think I might, I might be inclined to move everybody up a level instead and start this this new team down a little bit lower because I, uh, I I'm concerned about O'Neill Cruz still has some work to do, mm-hmm. you know, and I want the right people shepherding that so that he's ready to contribute when it's time. Rowanzi Contreras is deadly important to to how quick this timeline actually accelerates. If he's a star pitcher, or even like a middle-of-the-rotation pitcher, that is a humongous win for this organization. It makes them that much closer to actually turning the corner. So I I guess I'm not sure I'd want to play in AAA. Does that change anything for you? Well, one thought that I have, they they still need to name a a AAA manager. And Mm -hmm. supposedly it's coming from somebody within. Um, So... Maybe it's it's uh, uh, going to be somebody from Double A that's going to be promoted. Um, so there's going to be at least that familiarity um, that that yeah. we could, that we could look towards um, to maybe kind of the, ease the transition. And um, you know, I'm wait, wait, waiting to hear who, you know who who that might be. So that that's kind of where well, I stand on it. And and what I would add to it is is look. Um, they're not going to be spending right now on payroll. 
they better be damn well be spending on getting some very, very good instructional guys in here. Mm -hmm. And if they are doing that, which I don't know any of the numbers, and they are paying to get the guys they want in here to protect and develop some of these assets, that's what they should be doing. Now, are these guys it? I don't know. But that's what they should be doing, and my hope is that they went out and ID'd people that they thought were going to be instrumental to that, and they felt that it was the time to do it. So, you know, it's my would be an interesting move. And this Graves got me thinking about this with the uh, saying that the AAA manager was coming from internal. I'll be honest, I hadn't heard that. Um. If that's true, though, wouldn't Donnie Kelly be an interesting hire for that? If he wants to eventually become a manager, wouldn't that be a good step for him? Does he feel he needs it? I don't know. That that would be my question, would be is, um, does he feel that that's a path he has to take at this point? Or is he content where he is and still thinking he's going to get that opportunity. It's an interesting question. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear his name come up a lot um, this year with the couple coaching openings. Right. Kind of heard it it with the Mets, but uh, that was pretty much it. Maybe his plates cooled off a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, it might, might do him well. I mean, they say he's a pretty good, you know, bench coach. But as we've discussed several times, we don't really know what a bench coach does. I mean, they make the lineup card and things like that, and they help the, the manager organize. But there's there's something different to being the guy pushing the buttons than being the guy pushing the buttons he's being told to push. You mm-hmm. know, no doubt. So it might be it might be an interesting thought there. I wonder if they would if he would consider that a demotion or not. You know, I'm sure it would come with some kind of a a suckiness to it going back to the minor leagues, but right. at least you get some firsthand experience managing. I well, mean, he is a Pittsburgh guy, so yep. um, checks off one of those boxes that I love. So, oh, well, then forget <laughs> it because he doesn't want to leave here. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. That's all there is to it. All right. So, you know, the next topic I wanted to bring up today was um, the CBA. We're not going to talk specifics about it. Um, if it eats games, what I'm wondering, because there's such a glut of free agents out there right now, the floodgates are going to open as soon as this thing gets signed, right? And you'd have to figure we're not coming out of this with with teams having less incentive to spend, right? <laughs> no, no matter right. what. Um, do you think the Pirates could benefit from some panic signings? And what I mean by that is with this glut of free agents all piled up on a dam and they're all let out at once, some guys might panic if they don't get an offer like on day one, day two, day three. The Pirates get to just swipe somebody that hasn't gotten attention right away. What type of player do you think they should go for? And do you think this is something that could actually happen? We haven't seen something like this in quite some time. Jim, man, start with you, man. Man, there's so there's so many factors to it. Um, you know how how long down the road are we here when this happens? Um, you know, if things move in the next month and they get some things situated, I tend to think that that would work against that. 
simply because that gives everyone some time before the season starts and you can still kind of um, figure things out. Now, where that changes is if we get into any of the season, mm -hmm. to me. Um, I think if you are – and look, that's or even the enough of the Or even enough of the spring that it's yes. clear the spring is now going to push in. Yeah, Correct. I, I think that's where, that's where things could get interesting for a lot of teams. Um, so if we're into, like you said, let's say it's middle of spring training. Let's say we've actually lost some games in April, which I really, really doubt. Um, I just – We've talked about that before. I just don't think they're going to want to lose money to that extent. But if it happens, and let's face it right now, the, the, the sides hate each other as much as they always have. So, um, yeah, I think at that point, a lot of stuff happens very quickly. And as a organization, you better be prepared to ID some guys now or, you know, prior to when this might happen, that you can say, look, yeah. this is a guy that I think we can get if we can go and make a strong offer for. That's what I would do. But no, I mean, clearly, like, I don't own the Pirates. I haven't for a long time. So, I mean, now, Graves, I'm obviously proposing that the Pirates would take advantage almost like uh, a man proposing drunk to a drunk woman in Vegas. <laughs> You know, it, your likelihood is more more up there if she's desperate, drunk, and alone, right? So, I I, th I guess that's kind of what I'm hoping would happen with the pirates is somebody would fall through the cracks, essentially, that isn't a big hot name, right? But a, a nice middle tier guy, someone even a, as high up as like a, a Russell Martin was, you know, if you could just grab somebody like that and and insert them into your team because they didn't get quick interest. Right. What type of player would that be? And it's it's a it's a great question, and and you know I'll, I'll I'd like to say never say never, you know, because it, it could certainly happen. Um, I I I don't see like a, a middle infielder. We've already got a plethora of them. Um, I would have a hard time seeing an outfielder. You know, we're in a pretty decent situation there compared to last year. We've got, we've got some names, you know, maybe, maybe a starting pitcher, maybe a backup catcher. Um, you know, those would be two areas that, that could be interesting. There's not a whole lot out there regarding catchers. So that, that, right. uh, that might even be a reliever, a, a reliever. Even, so even, even, absolutely. So, I mean, it, can, where, it can certainly happen. That's where I think right there, Gary, you mentioned, um, the reliever yeah. aspect of things. There's always some guys out there that I think if you want to be aggressive enough, you can get them signed. It's not going to break the bank, and it would really yeah. help. It would really help uh, this team. And what is, let's face it, it's another bridge year. So yeah. um, that would improve things immediately, and also help down the road, depending on how you wanted to treat. Um, handling of that player should you want to keep them moving right. whatever so well and, and i think too with with the reliever especially you're not looking at signing somebody for you know two or three years you know a one-year deal he can come in help this staff um help the rotation help the young guys and and you know be, be on his merry way you know um yeah i, I mean 
I think they can do one-year deals regardless of this situation. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm looking for is can they can they get a nice score that they normally wouldn't have even gotten a crack at because of this situation. And I, I do think the glut of players all at once, if we lost games, would probably cause something like that mm-hmm. a little bit. I think it might cause chronic overspending by some uh, people that don't necessarily what... know what they need, and they just go out and throw a bunch of crap against the wall and see what sticks. That worries me. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen time and time and time again in baseball, every offseason where like, teams are just saying, well, you know what, spending is going to be down, and we're not going to do this and that. And then that first day of free agency hits, and you're just like, you can't, you're not able, your eyes can't digest the yeah. numbers and the money that's getting thrown around. And that seems to happen an awful lot. So, you know, would that change in that scenario? I don't know. A lot of teams are going to have money to spend and maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, they're not going to be shy about tossing it around too. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to change some things. And anytime there's a weird situation with, with baseball, I guess my first thought is, how can this make things worse for the Pirates, or how could this make things better? So I figure I'm just going to look at this one from how can this make things better. And I don't think it can make it worse, because I think they've signed everybody major they're going to sign. I know Ben Charrington's talked about bringing in another starting pitcher. I think that'll happen regardless here. But let's be honest, this isn't Clayton Kershaw we're getting. We're right. going to get somebody, you know, along the lines of, of DeYoung or, um, you know, best case scenario, Tyler Anderson. So I don't know if, if we can expect anything better than that, really, regardless of this panic for that position. Yeah, timing's going to matter a lot, I think. So, um, you know, what are we? We're sitting here beginning of the new year. Um, they've still got plenty of time. Um, no one's blinking yet, so we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, if worst comes to worst, O'Neill Cruz has a big arm, and you don't want to waste it by putting him at first base so they That's can right. make him a pitcher. What do you think, Joe? <laughs> Man, six foot it's seven. It's a great idea, right? Wow. Six foot seven, you know, maybe he's our next Shohei. Oh man, let's uh, let's focus on getting into the show first, time, and we'll, <laughs> then we'll start messing with them. Let's take another quick break here, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about a much-needed resource for this team. We're back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. And uh, next topic up for debate here is where are the Pirates going to find home runs next year? It's a problem they have not solved. And and we've talked about, um, you know, the the different depths at at certain positions. And some of it's pretty much unchangeable. Like um, catching's not going to improve over... Perez. That, that's as good as it's going to get. They're not going to bring in somebody better than him. That's the guy. Um, and short of his one year, he didn't hit a lot of home runs. So <laughs> I'm not going to get excited and think he's bringing him to the table. 
Um, I don't think O'Neill Cruz will start in in major leagues this year, but I do think he'll provide power when he gets here. Mm-hmm. Where's it coming from? Brian Reynolds upped his ante already. You know, I think you can go into next season penciling in twenty five home runs, but where else is it coming from? Is it all on Yoshi's shoulders? I mean, Jim, what do you what do you see when you look at this? Because power has been a big problem here, and I don't think there's a quick solution for it. But they need some home runs. Indeed, indeed, Gary, they do. Um, yeah. So, like, when um, this topic came up, and obviously, what I love to do is like, okay, we got a topic. Let me go dive into some things and look at things, right? Because we know it's bad. How bad is it? Bad. Well, it's bad. Um, you know, we're talking about a team last year in its in that version that was dead last in the majors in home runs. Right. And I think 124 home runs. So I hate to, you know, bring up this past season and some of the really bad stuff. But um, and just to give you a little perspective, the Blue Jays, which are buddy. Steve, he would be very happy to uh, jump in on this one, but uh, led the majors with 267 home runs wow. or 265, somewhere in that range. So, Which I mean, is this crazy. Is, yeah. it, it, yeah. I mean, that's that, but but that's the gap, right? We're talking from last to first over double the amount of home runs almost. So um, they have their work cut out for them. Now, more interesting is that out of those 124 home runs, about 50 to 60 of those home runs, depending on who you want to count and how you want to count it, those are gone yep. from, from the Major League roster right now. So now we're, now we're, really, we're really scrambling, guys. So um, when you asked about how much Yoshi's going to have to carry – well, I can tell you that he's going to get a lot of opportunities. Uh, I don't he's know if not, he can. He ain't going to hit 168 of them. No, so, but, he's, mean, but he's going to get every opportunity to hit him because guess what? There's not many guys that they have that can. Cabrian Hayes will get a chance, obviously, to improve on his power numbers. But I, to, to be quite honest, that's the last of my concerns with him. I'd rather him just keep developing into a well-rounded hitter. But – They've got some issues. Yeah, I, I, to me, it's it's probably the – I'm even more scary than the pitching, which maybe we'll touch on that too. But the home runs in particular, they got to come from somewhere. And, and Yoshi can hit them. Uh, he, he's got power for days. I, I mean, I have no problem thinking that if he plays enough, hundred or you know, 25 home runs is doable for him. And, and you got Reynolds, I'm pretty sure he can do that again as well. Hayes, I don't even know. 10, 15, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where's it coming from? Michael it, Chavis? <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It, it, it's yeah. hard to find them. It, it is it's hard. It's hard even if you look in the minors. Even yeah. if you look in the minors, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can look at the roster right now and, and uh, and pretty much assume that uh, Reynolds and Yoshi will have double figures. I could probably throw in in it, Cabrian Hayes, double figures and home runs. Other than that, there's really not because we don't know how much we're going to see O'Neill Cruz 
or Michael Chavis or, you know, Mason Martin uh, for that, you know. But one thing that really stuck out to me is looking at last year's, the numbers from last year. And when you remove Polanco and Moran and Stallings, who's in there at number four with the most home runs? Michael Perez at number seven. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so he'll probably for, be on so, the team again. So, so, so as pitiful as he was with his one, what, 43 batting average, he hit seven home runs last year for the fourth best when you when you move those other guys out. so Yeah, and when you go yeah. down that list even further, you start running into Phillip Evans. And, yeah. And it doesn't take long to get there, sadly. No, no, so, it doesn't. Jacob Stallings was there. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it, it's not a good situation at all. It, and, it's not. And, and I've always kind of been of the belief of, you know, the, the power, it will come. It, it will come. I would much rather see the guys, you know, take the ball opposite field, just kind of, you know, keep the runners moving, be, you know, be aggressive those way, get those doubles, go first to third and, and, and get those runs that way and create runs um, by just hitting the ball all all around, and and if you run into one, then you run into one. But but if you're going to the plate with the with the plan of I'm going to hit a three run homer with the bases empty, uh, you don't have a very good chance. So I think you have to have the mindset, and you have to you know you have to yeah. know what the situation is and, and take advantage of just, you know, moving, moving the runners along and advancing them and, and, uh, and, and worry about the home runs a, a little bit later. Well, that's a good point because the team, you know, while it did lose some power it got faster too, I think, you know, yeah. just, uh, well, I, it's hard to say that when Gregory Polanco was by far the best base dealer on the team, <laughs> but yeah. you know, base to base, he, he wasn't really fleet of foot. So, no. I mean, there, there's a, a decent amount of, of base speed that, that I think they're going to probably improve with a little bit. And getting a little younger as well in certain spots will help with that. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to have to say that's good enough because the power is just not there. Like no. you talked about, you look down in AAA right now, I'm not saying there's not power and potential in in players like Cannon Smith and Jigba or Jack Sawinski or – um, Mason Martin, O'Neill Cruz. It's just a lot to ask a, a rookie to come up here and, and hit, you know, 15, 20 home runs. Right. It's, it's very difficult. Rodolfo Castro has got a lot of power potential too. It's not like, it's not like it's not there. It's just maybe not quite developed yet. And I think it's a lot to ask. Um, it's definitely stark though. When you watch a team like the White Sox where, where everybody one through nine, could could rope one out yeah, at right. any given time, and then you watch the Pirates and, and the way that they approach the, the the plate. They look like they're trying to do that. You're right; they do need to be moving guys along better. Is Andy Haynes the right guy for that, though, Jim? Because that's not what I saw Mil- Milwaukee play like. Yeah, like uh, when we first brought up him on um, the podcast when he was hired, um, you know, the first thing you do is you go and look to see where someone's coming from and whatever. And 
I mean, I think I joked about it at the time. You know, look at the look at how the Milwaukee Brewers are built. And yeah. I'm not talking from a and I'm not talking from an organizational standpoint. I'm talking about physical builds of players. You know, they come from the um, the Matt Stairs um, <clears throat> looking type guy, which yep. is big fella likes to swing um they like to hit their home runs yeah it was an interesting pairing so um it's a good point gary it is and, and i think you guys touched on it before and, and, and like you said in a previous podcast you know how much is it really his philosophy you know is it's it's probably Derek shelton's and he's just kind of the man brought in to uh to relay the message so it, it's gonna be interesting to see how how it works out um you know i i uh i've mentioned a few times on twitter uh, you know, heck, bring in Dan Vogelbach, let him be our DH and just let him want yeah. some home runs. You know, he, he's a he's that perfect, big, beefy guy, too, that the Brewers usually love. So, you know, bring bring him in. And oh, he, we love guys like that in Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We do. We love that. Like, that's why we're all such John Daly fans. You know, that bigger guy that can still play sports. The the bus was like that, too. Yeah. He <laughs> was built like a bowling ball. <laughs> I loved watching him play, though. Um, we might as well just dive in on pitching because, you know, I, I think we've kind of deciphered the power just ain't coming this year. No. Um, so if you go to the pitching staff, you start looking at the starters, I guess where are the innings coming from this year? Is it going to be all starting or are we going to continue to see – are we going to continue to see this uh, five – six innings is the max type thing that that we that we came to to know and love last year and blame Shelton for and, and hate him and all that for for messing up the pitching staff because he doesn't know what he's doing and he should be fired immediately you know i think the more i look at things big picture i think you will start to view it in the sense that I don't think they're going to try to pile innings on guys again this year. I really, I really don't I think that's the reason they've accumulated the number of arms they have. I think that's why you're going to see the guys that don't cut it as quote unquote starters. You're going to see them still have very active roles if they're healthy and not just complete disasters. Um, I think they're still going to try to buy themselves some time with that. I do not think you're going to see anybody that they care about remotely as far as being any type of a piece here in about two years. I just don't see it. I just do not see them putting the mileage on them. That's just about everyone but Quintana, realistically. Pretty, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, I, you know. But, well, it's the way they treated Tyler Anderson last year. So it's it's founded in, in a realistic way that they handled it last year. Yeah, right. I mean, and if you're not close yet, close, close, well, what would be – what's the sense? And, you know, I hate to bring the Steelers into this, but it's Pittsburgh, so let's just do it. <laughs> um, there's some parallels here, I think, with the Najee, Najee Harris thing right now is, is man, you're putting – do you want to put a ton of miles on guys and a ton of abuse on a guy and then 
do that for the next year, two years, and then maybe have them for some time when you're good? I don't know. I don't think that that's necessarily a great thing. Um, is it a perfect comparison? No, but I think there's some parallels there where it's, it's about protecting your assets and managing them correctly. And I think if you look at how that played out this year with the Steelers, I don't think that worked out so well. So I think it matters in other sports too. Well, devil's advocate here, Graves, because I, I hear what Jim's saying. I don't disagree that that's a very real possibility this year, but we talk about the potential starters and, and for that matter, who from that group is going to wind up in the bullpen. I don't know that limiting innings is, is a way I would go right now because I think you're you're really, at this point, trying to decipher who is and isn't a guy that you actually really care about, as Jim was saying. Right. In right. other words, I need you to prove to me that I should care that you're healthy in five years, and this is when you start doing it. Absolutely. And I, I think one thing, too, that's going to be – important is this new CBA. If, if, yeah, if we're well into spring training and they're having to rush spring training and they've got three weeks to get ready, I could see maybe a little bit of what we saw last year, but, a terrific I, point. but, but I'm, I'm actually, I, I, I would have to look at the numbers, but it felt like almost every night the guys were struggling to go three or four innings. So, I mean, right. when, when I hear you talk about, hey, if maybe they can go five or six, that actually sounds pretty damn good. You know, I, I take that at this point, honestly. You know, give, give, me, give me five or six innings of your best baseball. Go out there every five days, every six days, and and, and give me the best. So, I think it, it's, it's all – part of 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 the development as well and, and yeah we need to see who we've got and and like uh, you know I, I i jose quintana i'm content with that they brought in a veteran but i would much rather them see them go with the younger guys and, and see what we have and, and make them prove their their worth and, and and show what they've got with for this organization moving forward that's true and quintana is a guy too that you know, he hasn't pitched a lot in the last couple of years. Right. So in many ways, he's having his 2021 next year, you know, where he's got to get himself restretched out. Now, the difference is he's got, you know, an over a decade long career to, to back that up with and knows how to do it, ideally. Um, but Jim, you know, what was the purpose of stretching JT Brubaker out and, and having him pitch with dead arm for a month and a half? if they're not going to let him really stretch himself out this year, right? I mean, the expectation would be you're going to build on what we created last year. Yeah, I mean, and look, let me clarify. I don't want to see it to the extremes that we've seen it, okay? Um, I can. Uh, what I am saying is, is that I understand why um, if we can get to that five and six inning range, I'm fine with that. Um, now, if you've got a guy – that seems to be pushing for more and you want to take a look at that and see how they respond in certain situations. No issue with that. I just, I just don't see it as, as big of a deal as it used to be in baseball. Uh, The, the the way pitching staffs are managed anymore. Um, And, and certainly, certainly with a team like the pirates who, 
um, let's be real honest. I mean, they're probably going to have to at some point, even if these pitchers hit, they're going to have to have a real good bullpen still. I mean, to the point where it is supplementing things to help out because we're not going to be, I mean, unless, unless they Sherrington and, and, and company just absolutely knock it out of the park with starting pitching. We're going to have to fill that in along the way with other things more than other teams have had to do. Cause I just don't see us running four and five guys out there at any point and just dominating it from a starting pitching standpoint. That's just right. my, uh, just being realistic. I appreciate you being realistic. That's that's why you're here. <laughs> you know, you know, because even if teams are going to do and they've developed two or three starters and they're studs, and then they go out and supplement with a big name free agent or two, I mean that's not going to be what the Pirates do. So yeah, they're right. going to have to still build it another way. Yeah, they're always going to need their target set a little higher. You know, um, their goal can't be to develop a really good starting five they need to develop a really good starting seven mm-hmm. or eight right because they need to insulate themselves from injury and you know again as you'd like to always say let's be real honest here let's be real <laughs> honest um that's not an easy thing to do that's just not um I, I think that I can identify about six or seven guys that I really, really want to see this year and really believe in. I really believe in them. Quintana's not one of them. Right. I, I'm, I'm down on him, to be honest. I, I, I'm not as ecstatic about the signing as even Baseball America appears to be. Hey, maybe, fan grabs, maybe but, that the, maybe that was the uh, panic signing that we were talking about earlier. So yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> maybe, but like you know, I legitimately I want to see what Wilson can do this year. I yeah. want to see if Thompson is real. I want to see JT Brubaker. I want to see Rowanzi Contreras. I want to see Miguel Yahure. I'd like to see Max Cranick. I'd like to see a little bit more of Will Crow. I think. Uh, there's some good options there that I, I really want to get eyes on and I really want to watch develop a little bit more. And there, there's no substitution for doing it. And they no, need I, to just start sending them out there and trotting them out there and playing them. That's I mean, Right now, it may be an unpopular opinion. I would not recommend getting another free agent starter unless he's absolutely nailed on going to be the best pitcher in the rotation. Mm-hmm. If he's not, don't do it. Don't yeah. bother. Yeah. Thoughts on I, that? No, I mean, unless you're talking some type of multi-year deal for a guy um, that the Pirates are probably not going to be in the market for, of course. Um, and bringing it back to one other thing you said, Gary, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, when you talk about a guy like Quintana, look, he's had some success. But he's also had some health problems and, you know, with pitching and and arms and when guys are struggling to stay healthy, I just think it's a mistake for fans or anybody that gets too carried away when they're blogging. It's another story all entirely, (laughs) but uh, um, not you, by the way, Gary. Um, 
let's let's temper our expectations there because there's a reason that uh quintana was available to the pirates let's let's be here we go let's be honest again so anyway it's true no it's true and and i i just think we you know we shouldn't put a lot of hopes on that right but at the same at the same time i understand his contract came with a brand new maytag dishwasher so (laughs) he probably won't slice his finger up and again washing dishes but um you know regardless you can't expect a, a an older veteran like that to to come in and stay healthy the entire season we just saw this with trevor cahill last right, year right you know um it, it it's somebody that's going to need supplemented that's going to provide a spot for somebody like Rowanzi Contreras or cody bolton who's starting to throw again or somebody along those lines and um they definitely need to start making some calls on these guys. Cody Bolton's going to be, I think, 26, 27. Got to get him up here. You know, yeah. he should, and it's not, it's not their fault that he got hurt last year, but these, these are, these are guys they need to start uh, funneling through because pretty soon Quinn Priester's going to be running up their can, you know, That's and hope. you got, well, you, but you got to be ready for that. Right. You got you to gotta at least know what you got before you're starting to worry about, your, your real studs coming along and pushing them out of the way. Yep. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned Crow and um, not the most exciting guy in the world, but let, let's, let's look at it this way. If he is somebody that they are now talking about in a different role, maybe when after spring training comes along and they see him in a, uh, you know, some, some sort of a middle reliever type role, I think that'd be great news because that means yeah. some good things are happening it means they've made and a decision the, too right it, right and um typically if they've made that decision it's because someone else has you know stepped up exactly. so he's the perfect guy in my opinion that you could keep your eye on if we still hear a lot about will crow um or more than we want to um it's it's a little telling at first, and then we'll see where it goes. He's a guy, too, that if he's the worst member of your rotation, you're probably a little better than you were. You know, um, that I think that's kind of a good place to leave it because I think a lot of 2022 is going to wind up being measuring things against where we were, and I think we're going to come out of it feeling – we're a little better than where we were. I really think that's kind of what 2022 is going to feel like. And I think uh, it's going to lead into an exciting 2023 where things are really starting to pick up. So that's good stuff. But hey, it's New Year's Eve. We should probably tell everybody to uh, celebrate safely tonight. Um, We tried to not be depressing in the show today because we didn't want to give anyone additional reasons to drink. (laughs) Uh, you should be drinking for fun reasons tonight. Go out and do that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do my sign-off um, stuff in a little bit here, but just one last thing from me here before we move it along. I just want to thank uh, Ben Roethlisberger for all the years and just being a terrific starting quarterback in this league for the better part of two decades. I don't think most people realize how fortunate they are to have somebody play that many years in this day and age on the same team 
in their city and be pretty damn consistently good too. Um, so thank you, Ben. And not that you're watching the Pirates fan forum, but you should thank be. You. <laughs> <laughs> Graves, how do people get a hold of you, my friend? All right. Well, I am Voice from the Graves. You can find me on Twitter at KG underscore 55 VFTG. Uh, give me a follow. I love to talk. Uh, pirates baseball, baseball in general, and uh, and uh, I look forward to uh, to uh, seeing you guys all again very soon. All right, Jim, parting shots for you, sir. Yeah, man. Listen, I could care less about how you reach me. It's for the city underscore four one two. Let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger for one more second, because Gary, you get me going, dude. I just, <laughs> man, you can't you can't do that. Um, listen, Ben said recently all he wants to do is be remembered as someone who gave it everything he had and man i don't know how you can watch that dude on a football field for almost the last 20 years and you want to talk about a guy that has physically sacrificed his body to play the game of football and um he's paid the price for it physically and the last couple years it started to show but um, there's a reason for that. And um, dude was an absolute warrior on, a, on the football field. And um, in Pittsburgh, I don't know how that doesn't go appreciated because, man, incredible watching him. That's all I can say. Oh, he was a beast. Um, so on January 22nd, just in case you haven't heard in a while, because we've been away for a couple of weeks, doing a live show live Pirates fan forum over at the North Shore Tavern, right across from PNC Park at 2 o'clock. And we'd really like to have as many of you come out and join us in person as possible, uh, COVID permitting, of course. And uh, if not, it'll be a live event on YouTube. Uh, still still participate there. We're going to be answering and addressing your questions there, giving you a chance to, to speak up about your baseball team. And that's really what it's all about. We want to hear stories, just get together and have a good time. So uh, join us on the 22nd of January there. Follow us, subscribe, do all this stuff, you know, at Pirates Fan Forum on Twitter. You know, all the stuff that everybody wants you to do all the time. And uh, really appreciate having you around. And Happy New Year, everybody. It's going to be a much better year next year, I promise. Unless it doesn't, and then I didn't say this, and Eddie put it in digital. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hey, Ben, take it away. Yes, yes, what?